This week's podcast brought to you by The Laborious Journey. Last night there was a pre-graduation event for all uh, graduating seniors and their parents. And uh, our daughter and you and I all raced there from three different places. At 6 p.m. I arrived at 5.54 and raced into the uh, event. Our daughter was already there waiting for me. And uh, I got a text from you that said, where is everybody? And I said, we're at St. Anne's. Where are, with everybody, where are you? And you said, I'm, I'm at St. Catherine of Seattle. <laughs> There's no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Our daughter's high school graduation is tonight, which means that our high sc- her, her graduation party, which she wanted to have before graduation, is over. It's behind us. It was great while it lasted. A little tense leading up to it. A lot of preparations, and the weather forecast was for 97 degrees and 99% humidity. With a, a hellacious storm that was supposed to knock come, the temperature down. Come through, but it was supposed to come through. During the party. Yeah, hail, high winds, which it wasn't good for the tent rental because the guy, when he set up the tent, uh, said that he'd, he'd be down. This was on Sunday morning. He'd be back Monday night to take the tent away if 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 the high winds if hadn't already taken away. the storm hadn't already done that. So, yeah, so you, you, as you were getting ready that morning, you know, doing some of the final preparations, you came upstairs and, and said something to me about, uh, you know, when... When this party was being planned, uh, you know, we didn't quite know it was going to be 95 degrees. You had just been watching the weather. 95 yeah. degrees. Uh, and that high humidity. And that this awful hailstorm. Hail, storm hail high winds. and um, But the, the, the storm didn't happen. The, it didn't. The, it ended up being, while hot and humid, a fine day. And when you said I was making my final preparations, I was running around to every place in a tri-county area buying up all the ice. And I hate being that guy, but we had coolers full of beverages that needed to stay cold. We had coolers full full of soda and iced tea and lemonade and water. Right. What did I say? You said beverages. Some people throw different kinds of graduation parties. No, there wasn't alcohol, obviously. Right. Well, I'm saying, well, as as we've talked about recently, I'm not the fun mom, so there certainly was not anything other than you're not the you're not the uh, illegal irresponsible I'm not the illegal okay. uh, distributor. No, I was getting uh, ice uh, for these various coolers, and then at the end of the party, of course, six hours later, it was a great party. It was a great time. Everybody had fun, I think. Um, and then I cleaned up the um, the the open cans of of soft drinks, and and each one of them was ninety percent full. Yeah. Well, this is this will always be the, like the one of the big memories of for me of our daughter's graduation party is walking. It was an outdoor party, walking into my kitchen and seeing two giant boys who I've never met before, 
crawling through my kitchen. They, one of them, I think, he was certainly taller than me. I think he was maybe six six, big dude, on his hands and knees, and and then right in front of him was another boy. Again, two boys I've never met. Totally normal for you to see boys you've met crawling on crawling hands and knees through kitchen. our kitchen. Crawling through my kitchen. And uh, one of the other boys, who I did know a little bit, explained to me that um, it was the culmination of the senior class water wars. And there were two teams left. There was this team of two giant boys who were crawling through my kitchen. And then a team of two girls. And one of the girls was out on the deck. And the girl I know. And so they were going to um, go out and try to ambush her in, in the water wars. And... Uh, I just said, I want... Water Wars being the one who isn't squirted with a squirt gun last wins 700 bucks or something. 700 bucks, yeah, because you have to buy your way into it. So I said, I want, I don't want to know anything about this. I I don't want to be a part of this at all, but just please quickly get these big giant boys out of my kitchen or at least have them upright. And yet I don't think they even, uh, I don't, I'm not sure that they stuck around to partake of any food no i don't think they did they were just there uh, so yeah so they probably weren't even invited they just dropped in to to fulfill their assignment and then uh and then hightailed it out of the there. food was a, a humming food truck in the driveway that that asked for two separate outlets to plug into one in the garage one in the backyard so that they didn't blow a circuit and uh, they were they were making hot sandwiches on a hot day nonstop. And and the and the kids, to their credit, were eating hot sandwiches on a hot day nonstop. And one of our one of our an adult who was invited to the party had the same food truck a couple of years ago for her daughter's graduation. That's how we knew about it. And our daughter said to her, um, "You know, we love the food truck so much that we got the same one. And, and yes, it's hot sandwiches, paninis on a hot day." But uh, our friends, our friend who originally rented the food truck said, "But that's, but this is perfect because they also make those wonderful smoothies, and everybody's going to love the smoothies." And our daughter said, "Yeah, my mom didn't get the smoothies part of it." Yeah, I kind of dropped the ball on that. I think I think you dropped the price on that, right? You didn't no, want to pay I, for I the never smoothies. Even asked, no, I never even asked them what the what the cost would be to have smoothies. I just totally forgot the smoothie portion of the conversation. Um, and of course, smoothies would have been been a massive hit on that ninety five degree day. Well, at one point we're out outside, and I look up at the deck, and I just said to our daughter, um, I said, "Feel free at any point to tell the boys who are at this party that to clean up." <laughs> some of the the beverages and the plates and stuff because you said this you this, asked our party guests to, to clean no i up said the, it to our daughter i said at any point feel free to tell the boys you asked our daughter to ask up. the guests as, party as guests i to told clean her up. she could tell the boys to clean up yes so we we made it and they say you're not the fun mom right well so we we didn't make we could not have made it any easier so on the deck where the, a lot of kids were sitting we had two giant barrels, one of them blue for the recycle, for the recyclables, and then one black for the trash. And then out by the food truck, two giant barrels, one blue, one black. And then in one other area where kids were congregating, two giant barrels. But nobody used them. They just would leave their mostly unconsumed beverage and their plate and their chip bag or whatever just strewn about. They were strewn about? Strewn about, yes. You were being an overzealous busser. I, I didn't do any busing. 
But I thought you, they you, could do you were being occasional. An un, you were being an underzealous busser then. Yeah, yeah. So um, our daughter, I never said that to any of the children. Our daughter never did either. At one point, too, you and I were sitting with, a, with a, one of our friends outside chatting and uh I went upstairs um, or went up like up to the top of the yard. There was a tent, a tent set up yeah, for. Yeah. And realized all the kids were inside. The three grown ups, you, me, and, and my girlfriend, were sitting outside. You had just sweat pouring down your bald head. And they, I said, what, What's happening here? All the kids are inside. As they should have been. The right, kids were but, smart. But why it was were the, we outside? The inside was in, air conditioned. Yes, because we were pretending that well. it was pleasant outside. We were right. pretending that it was just a nice spring day when, right. in fact, it was a 97 degree day and it was right. uh, Vesuvian. One of, the, one of our daughter's friends um, and a teammate of our younger daughter came over at one point and um, said, Hi, Mrs. Russian. Or she actually said, Hi, Miss Lobo. And I said, Hi. And I stood up and gave her a hug. And then she said, um, where's the bathroom? And I, said, and I said to her, oh, so you didn't come over to say hello and give me this big giant hug I just gave you. You just needed to know where the bathroom was. Most of the kids wanted to avoid any contact with us. Of course. Whatsoever. Of course they did. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was sweet. It was, it was nice to see some of our daughter's high school friends in person for the first time, put names with faces, um, because this is really the first party she's... Uh, she's had in the last couple of years <clears throat> so and it and, was lovely and and and, uh, and now she's graduating and now she's so. graduating i know it's crazy yesterday um i was talking to somebody about all of the events that surround graduation you know tonight we have graduation last night there was a like a graduation mass um there have been senior nights for um, academic awards. There have been senior nights for sports. There, there have been a lot of things. And um, I may have been, I may have had a complaining tone when I was sharing this um, with the person. And she said to me, think of how lucky you are that the kids finally can do this stuff again. For the last two years, they haven't been able to have graduations. They haven't been able to gather. They haven't been able to have all of these functions for the parents. And it immediately snapped me back into, of course, it celebrate and enjoy every, every bit of this, even though it's a lot. And it feels like um, there's something almost every night they're able to do it. And that's a great thing versus the last couple of years where COVID didn't allow any of these sort of normal celebrations. And the next senior night you're going to be attending at her tent will be bingo at the retirement home. <laughs> it could be. Well, tonight is graduation itself, the actual ceremony. I don't know if our daughter has her cap and gown. I haven't seen it. I asked her yesterday, do you have your cap and gown? She says, I think mom has it. Do you have it? I do. I have to um, steam it and get it ready for the... The cap? <laughs> not the cap, the gown. And I asked her, I said, are any kids decorating their caps? And she said, oh, that's not allowed. And they've actually, on the top of the cap, already preemptively put um, the school's logo, you know, because they know the kids want something on the top of the cap. But uh, So it's the school's logo, and they're told not to... They're not allowed to decorate it, which is fine with me. Well, I mean, since when is being allowed to do something have anything to do with it? Yeah, that? especially when it's your last day of high school. Right. As as we were getting ready for the, the party and getting some food um, and some beverages and stuff, I was at the grocery store, and I had emptied all of my groceries onto the cart, and, uh, or not onto the cart, onto the conveyor belt thing, and there was chips and there was um, bread and, like, 
lots of gluten-filled stuff, I guess. And the only reason I know this is because the guy behind me, who I've never met, who I don't know at all, he said, um, as he's like watching me unload my stuff, he said, I'm trying to go gluten-free. You're killing me. <laughs> and I just looked at him. I said, sorry. And he said, it's like, and I'm not even trying to go gluten-free for myself. Um, somebody else in his house, I don't know if it was a wife or a girlfriend or what, was uh, going gluten-free. So he was like going gluten-free in support of this person. And you could just see him with every bag of whatever that I put on the belt, just looking at it both like longingly and with distaste two. and contempt and and frustration. I have two uh, reactions to that. One, was the guy worried he was going to get secondhand gluten? <laughs> I don't know. And two, you were using the conveyor belt, not self-checkout? Yeah, I was using the conveyor belt. That How often do you do that? I haven't used the conveyor belt in, in years, I don't think. I only use it when I have a lot of groceries. And that day... Um, I had a lot of groceries and I just didn't feel like dealing with it. And there was a open checkout lane and a person who looked eager to help. And I prefer the conveyor belt thing, but I, I just, there's usually been one of those open and, and 19 self-serve. Things. Yeah, true. What I don't like about the self-serve is place your item in the bagging area. Okay, so I've placed the item in the bagging area. Remove all items, you know, because it's now too heavy. And then as soon as you start removing them, they, they, they impatiently keep saying, remove all items. And as soon as you get that last item off, this, they, they welcome the next customer. Yeah. I, I don't care for the, the sort of pushiness, keep them moving, turn over the tables aspect of the self-checkout. Trying to get you the heck out of there. Um, I think like it's sort of an unwritten rule of etiquette, though, that you don't ever comment comment on somebody's groceries whether like even when you run into somebody that you know and you start chit-chatting and you might glance down at their cart you don't ever like comment on their groceries Ooh, you let your kids eat sugared cereal oh where'd you find that watermelon like you just don't do it it's weird um so uh i like to do that at at the drugstore oh yeah (laughs) whoa don't mix those two been a while (laughs) I'm just talking about over-the-counter stuff. Oh, oh. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting rash you yeah. must be dealing right. with. Right, yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So anyway, he was uh, he was not going by any unwritten rules. So here's the uh, non sequitur of all non sequiturs. I was behind a car recently with their bumper sticker that read, I break for animals. Who doesn't? Like, who who sees a, an animal run in front of their car, a little squirrel or a, a deer or whatever, and doesn't break? Everybody breaks if they see them. No? Well, it's like having a sticker that says, I break for people. Right. Like. But nowadays. Who knows? Yeah, I suppose. Um, although the other day I was driving our uh, sophomore to high school and... On a street where traffic goes about 30 miles an hour, 35 miles an hour, there was I saw an object up ahead in the road, and as I approached it, I saw it was a turtle trying to cross the road, and it had 80% of the road to get across still. Mm-hmm. And there was... That's a well-trafficked road. It was a well-trafficked road, and there was it was not safe to, to stop and 
and carry the turtle across the road. So I, I just carefully avoided the turtle and 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, I, I come back the same way and th thankfully the turtle was no longer there. There, there need to be more turtle carriers. My mother was one. Like she would stop at the car um, when we were kids and get out and pick the turtle up. I think we talked about this. I think I, I mentioned this in her eulogy. She would stop the car, she would get out, she'd pick the turtle up. It would, they inevitably, when you pick them up because they're terrified, they pee all over your hand. She'd have her hand peed on and she'd deliver the turtle across the street. Yep. And, um, or she would be going on a walk. There are certain times of the year and certain places where the bike paths are around here and she'd go for a walk and it'd be one of those times and there'd be lots of turtles. And she would help every last turtle across the road. This world, I, I think I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Go, I'm sorry. I Let's just say this world. this world would be a better place if there were more people like that who didn't matter if they were late for something. If it was safe to stop the car and help the turtle across the road, they were going to do it. I think the first lines of your eulogy, if I remember correctly, were her heart was filled with compassion and her hands were covered in turtle urine. <laughs> I mean, really? You're making a joke out of <laughs> No, I'm not making a joke. My mother. I'm. 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 Not making you're a not joke. making. I mean, it was not a good joke, but you still <laughs> made a joke about my mother's eulogy. It wasn't your mother's eulogy. It was your eulogy my for your eulogy mother. For my mother. So, so who are you poking fun at here? My wonderful mother or your wonderful wife? I'm not poking fun at anything. And, I'm and celebrating. At least make it funny. I'm celebrating. <laughs> it wasn't funny. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. No, that's the worst part of it. <laughs> I can accept you. Making fun of me, giving my mother's eulogy. No, no, no. As long as it's funny, <laughs> but you're not allowed if it's not. What did funny, I say? Funny trumps almost everything. I don't know, but urine and compassion don't even rhyme. <laughs> it wasn't meant to rhyme. Well, it, it was just not. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't find it funny. <laughs> That's why you're laughing so hard that you me, can't speak. I, I find me funny talking about it. I didn't find you funny. So would you like us to take it out of the podcast? It's so unfunny? No. Oh. No, because my follow-up was fine. <laughs> and whenever you're at the butt of it, I'm okay. I'm sorry. Have you ever helped a turtle across the street? I think it would have been I think it would have been fine if you had put it in the eulogy. Put it in my eulogy. But I don't think you've ever helped a turtle across I'll the street. I'll help a turtle across the street and then you can say in my yes. his heart was you can you don't have to say his heart was full of compassion. You can say his, 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 you, you his, exactly. his desk was full of cookie crumbs. You know exactly what would happen. You'd pick up the turtle and feel good about yourself. And as you're starting to walk across and it urinated on your hand, you'd drop the poor thing <laughs> and it would be over because you're a tall man. So I don't think, I don't think you're one of the people who are built to, to help turtles across the street. <laughs> Speaking of turtle urine, if I may use that as a segue. Okay. And we were speaking of turtle urine. Do you remember when turtle wax was the was was a product on every game show? You got a year's supply of- you put of, it on your car? What would you do with turtle wax? You put it on your car, I think, yeah. I, oh, I, you may have put it on your turtle. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah, of course I remember turtle wax. I don't, I don't remember if my dad ever bought any or if he did. Well, I, I don't even remember seeing any for sale. I only saw it in game shows. I assume it's still a thing. Well, I, of course you didn't see it for sale. How often did you go to the automotive shop with your father or even the hardware store? I probably went as often as my father went to the automotive shop, which was never. I bet your dad went to the hardware store. 
Oh, for sure. Did you go with him there? No, that was probably his like Saturday no, yeah, morning. No, of course. Let hardware. Me get out and not no, no. have to deal with the children I, I, for a few I, minutes. I, I would go to Hardware Hank with him. You would. Hardware Hank, yeah. Oh yeah, we've talked about Hardware Hank. We have. I think, do you think Hardware Hardware Hank carried turtle wax? He may have even carried turtle urine. I don't know. Oh, I do know who carries turtle urine. My mother. Turtles. Oh, of course. I wonder if we have any turtle uh, turtle experts in our. We probably have turtle owners. Turtle turtle pet. We will, without question, we have. I bet a bunch of our. God bless you. I bet a bunch of our our viewers um, are turtle carriers. First of all, they just strike me as turtle carrying kind of people, and that's pretty much the highest compliment I can give. Does that include snapping turtles, like the giant? Um, you know what? Things. I do remember there were times when, like, my mom would recognize that it was a snapping turtle, and I don't remember if there was a certain way to carry it or if she would leave those alone. I don't remember that. And and when when you saw only four sets of webbed footprints, that's where the turtle carried your mom. <laughs> so it's so wrong. <laughs> well, um, why is it wrong? I don't know. You know, don't make a joke about my mother or about a turtle. I used to joke with your mother all the time. <laughs> I know that's true. She she found you funny. She found you funnier than I do, actually. Um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about um, what were we talking about? I don't know, but it, I think it's time to go to viewer oh, mail. Oh, that's what we were talking. Oh, we were talking about to any of oh, our yes. viewers. Our, our of turtle. Course. We have we have turtle, turtle carriers. Owners. We have our, turtle owners, and we certainly have people who like our birders. I'm sure there are people like that who sort of are um, aware of of turtles and and their needs and wants. You think wants. we have some turtlers? I think we have some turtlers. Turtlers along with our birders. Yes. Uh, our 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 nephew or nephews have, have turtles as pets because when we've oh, stayed right. over at their house yep. in the Twin Cities, they've had like a heat. You have to. Keep them under a heat lamp, like do, like a yeah. burger on the uh, at at, at uh, the Roy Rogers on the New Jersey Turnpike, right? Right, exactly, exactly like that. Okay, shall we get to viewer mail? We shall. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Uh, our first viewer mail comes in from uh, Ralph Miller. Hey, Ralph. Who describes himself as, quote, an actual friend of Sam Farmer. He signs off, Ralph Miller, parentheses, an actual friend of Sam Farmer, hashtag name dropper. Tell me more. Not turtle dropper. <laughs> That's me. Much like Steve's purchase of the convection oven, Ralph writes, my previous wife wanted a food processor for Christmas one year. I decided to get her what I thought was the small version. She then proceeded to place it in the cabinet next to our other coffee grinder <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are tiny if she wanted like a, a real food processor you know what those look like those are big giant beasts it's like a cuisinart yeah right yeah and then there's also the little little ones so a coffee grinder is like you you, you turn the crank it's no. like it's like a jack-in-the-box right? no he's talking about you can get these little tiny um sort of individual small ish food processors do they plug in um I, I don't know if they do, and um, but they're small, so people will will or can use them as coffee grinders, I think. Ralph uh, uh, signs off, men are dumb, comma, <laughs> Ralph Miller. We still have to return that, by the way. We haven't gotten around to that. Well, it's certainly not my job. 
I'm kidding. Of course, I will return it. It's, it has is there is there like a, a ninety day thing where you you can't return it after ninety days? I don't know, but we're, we're well within that. We're returning that. Yeah. Um, Hi, Steve. writes Ralph from Maryland. Two Ralphs, back to back Ralphs. And that's not that common of a name anymore. Well, you know what? We saw a uh, graduation yard sign for Ralph. Uh, oh, we did. Our that's daughter, right. our our youngest daughter, and I, and because she said, um, "Do you think uh, his friends?" called him wreck it ralph and i said i said there's almost a almost a hundred percent chance that at some point when the wreck it ralph movies were out that his friends would have referred to him as wreck it ralph don't you think i would think so yes but anyway a young ralph but these are back-to-back ralphs uh ralves is what's the plural is it ralves r-a-l-v-e-s i don't know it's a worthwhile question though it really isn't sure it is it's an absurd as long as it doesn't involve my mother your mother was fond of Ralphs, as, as I recall. She probably was. Uh, hi, Restiva, writes the second of our two Ralphs. I am glad to see that yours is the only podcast. I'm glad to say that yours is the only podcast I listen to regularly. I wish your eldest well in her college endeavors. I'm glad that your youngest is on the mend. That's right. She got the all clear. We, I don't think we, we mentioned that. Did we? Well, we must have. How, how else would he? Oh, that's how true. Else would, yeah, she got the all clear yesterday from the, the follow-up visit to resume her sporting activities. Harry Chapin's best song, writes Ralph, is A Better Place to Be. However, even the little man and the waitress would be hesitant to think that dealing with 30,000 bananas in Scranton, Pennsylvania would be a better place to be. A flattened first-class seat can be thought of as a cradle, perhaps? Rebecca, you're... you're, you're uh, it was you're, sort you're, of you're now like. you're now uh, will only fly in a live flat seat, even right. on commuter planes. It it was sort of like a cradle. That's all you have to say. That's all I have to say. Was it anything like sort of like a gurney or a stretcher? No, because you kind of it was more like a cradle. There was like sides and curves and nothing like a gurney or a stretcher but thanks for that visual well you were on the live flat from seattle to boston right that's right well listen to this claire in atlanta writes uh uh swag received it i love it i'm glad to hear that claire you'll recall i submitted the montage of ball and chain and other logos as an art project i do recall that i enjoyed meeting you uh at the Georgia Tech UConn game last winter, I'm attending the Atlanta Dream game on July 3rd when they play the Seattle Storm. That's that's oh, their sweet. my segue, and want to know if you're scheduled to be calling that game, Rebecca. I I, I can I, answer that for you. Yeah, we are usually uh, visiting Minnesota over the Fourth of July, right? Yes, and I don't think that game is on ESPN, so I will not be working it for sure. That's a shame because Claire will be attending with her oldest sister, who's the one that got her hooked on basketball. My sister and I have followed basketball together since I can remember. My sister and I are beyond excited to see Sue Bird play for one of her last times. Getting to see you again would be amazing. Uh, Thank you, Claire from Atlanta. So, Rebecca, you have to get back to Atlanta to do a dream game. It's really cool how people are traveling. Well, I guess these guys aren't necessarily traveling, but there's people traveling. And Holly Rowe documented this when we did the game out in Seattle, but from all over the world to watch... What they think is Sue Bird's last um, season. We had people from um, Hong Kong, I think, um, Paris, from all over the United States at that game in Seattle because they want to see Sue Bird one last time. It could be a could it be one of those situations where the guy bought Tom Brady's last touchdown ball at auction? Yes, yeah, she hasn't said that it's for sure her last season. So, um, but. 
even if she knows it, whenever she knows it's going to be a last season, she's still not going to say anything because she is not somebody I don't think who like wants all of the farewell tour. Farewell tour, yeah. Um, one of the players who has announced that it's her last season is Sylvia Fowles, and I'm I'm glad she has let people know because she's a player who hasn't gotten as much fanfare as she probably deserves throughout the course of her career. Um, as kind of if you can, as an MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year, and all the incredible things that Sylvia is go under the radar she um she is sort of a person who's done that our next viewer mail comes from steve our northern our northern suburban correspondent in the twin cities he writes dear steve and rebecca greetings from the twin cities where the grass is green the flowering trees are exploding with color and road construction season has begun in earnest i caught up on the last couple of episodes late last week and thought i would check in with a couple of things first my job involves a lot of driving on a daily basis, so I often play games with the odometer numbers to see if I can catch the interesting ones as they occur. Recently, I had a morning with two interesting palindromic number sequences. As proof, I submit the following two photos of the odometer. And Rebecca, the first photo is, holy smokes, he does does do a lot of driving, 199,991 miles. Ooh. Second, of course, is 200,002 miles. Two hundred thousand and two. That's a lot of That's driving. A lot of man. driving. Certainly, there have been many others before these, but as the car reached two hundred thousand miles and all the numbers are in play, these two made for an interesting morning. I, Rebecca, I, I, I've never driven a car t- to the two hundred thousand mile mark because I lived in New York until I was in my thirties, and and uh, now we're putting on maybe. F- 25,000 miles a year on the car, 20, 25,000 miles a year. Our candy apple red um, minivan when I was a kid, like in high school, my folks got over 200,000 miles out of that thing. Is that the van that had the uh, bench seating? No, that was a green bench seat. No, this one actually had captain's chairs in the second row, which was a really big deal. Captain's chairs. How Did they swivel? Yeah, I don't think they did, but they were big and comfy. Captain's chairs are chairs with arms, right? I mean, that's yeah, they're that... just not bench seats. Next, writes Steve, as I write this on Sunday evening, I'm packing the car and getting ready to take a road trip with my 84-year-old mother to Boston for my youngest daughter's college graduation on Friday. As you both prepare to send your oldest off to college, I'm on the other end with my youngest finishing. It's amazing to consider where the years have gone and the delightful young woman they have become, and it should be a wonderful celebration. Also, I can't help but think that I've spent a lot of money and I've spent a lot of time on their education. I've spent a lot of money and I've spent a lot of time. Yeah. The trip we made to Hollywood is etched upon my mind. After all the things you've done and seen, you've found another man. The things that you think are precious, I can't understand. Is that more of a, who is that? Steely Dan, Steely Rebecca. Dan, Real in the years. Um, but as I look on proudly, I also know that it's the best investment I'll ever make. Rest assured that my mother will get a steady diet of 70s music as we roll through the miles. I, 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 certainly, hope, I certainly hope she did. This is now... Uh, Last Friday, I assume. But um, as always, thanks for the laughs. And I steadfastly remain Steve, your northern suburban correspondent, our uh, NSC. Thank you, Steve, as always. And congrats on both the the, uh, graduation and perhaps more significantly, the 200,000 mile mark on on whatever. 200,002. 200,002. I I hope mom enjoyed the 70s on seven. And I, I proudly, Rebecca, on our drive to school this morning with our now, just our sophomore, since our senior is done with class, just as a wedding graduation, um, somebody, and I don't know how this happened, it was randomly tuned to a country station, and she scrolled through the dial and, and put it on, 
The Bridge on Sirius XM, 70s Mellow Gold. I told you this morning I was driving back from school, driving the kids at school mid-song, our uh, trial, our three-month free trial for Sirius ran out, so I have to call them because we actually do subscribe to it in the car. Mid-song. Mid-song. I don't remember the song it was. That would make it better. And it just stopped playing, and the little notification came up on the screen that we are... Our trial is over. And now you're just awaiting the uh, the jury's verdict? Yes. No, I just have to call and get everything transferred. Steve, uh, hello from your tandem information agents, Dorian and Scott. Rebecca, do you understand that? Tandem? Hello from your tandem information agents, Dorian and Scott. Are these um tandem bicycle folks? I believe I believe they are. Let's yes. Keep going. Of course. I found a great little video on YouTube of the history of the Stingray bike. Wondering if your picture is among any of the referenced users in the video. I'll have to watch that video and indeed he he does enclose a uh, embed a video remembering the Stingray bike. I did not see any references to any tandem Stingrays. However, there were a couple of double riders. Maybe an opportunity lost. Oh, a tandem Stingray would have been incredible. Incredible. Imagine imagine going over an evil Knievel uh, backyard jump on a tandem stingray mm. stingray itself weighed about 95 pounds the tandem would weigh in at about 180 and you might get an inch of air before before plowing a furrow in um, and then going over the handlebars mm-hmm. keep up the wonderful uh ball and chain banter we can always find something to make us laugh uh with the possible exception of turtle urine rebecca that we now know that that is a <laughs> third nice. rail the third rail of, of ball and chain banter is is turtle tinkle. Okay. This comes from Scott McClintock. By the way, he writes parenthetically, no Dorian involvement on this email. So this was not a tandem email, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. But it does come from our tandem uh, information agents, Dorian and Scott. Uh, Matt on Fisher's Island writes, good morning from Fisher's Island. Good morning, Rebecca and Steve. I hope the entire Russian family is doing well. Are we doing well, Rebecca? We're doing well. We're doing well. Uh, If she's doing well, we're doing well. I'm currently reading Tall Men Short Shorts by the great Lee Montville and saw the following passage in a chapter about the Boston Garden, which is relevant to a previous discussion on the pod, attached image. I will read that in a second, Rebecca. The great Lee Montville, my uh, colleague at Sports Illustrated, Lee Montville of the Boston Globe, but Lee Montville also of the University of Connecticut, Rebecca. Mm. And that passage is, look down and the parquet floor meant basketball was going to be played. Look up at the championship banners and it meant the Celtics were involved. Quote, what do you use to clean those banners? The bright young man asked Walter Randall, a garden character, Celtics equipment man, as he put one year after another into a washing machine on a workday afternoon. Tide, he replied. <laughs> Perfect, writes Lee. Uh, this is our discussion of banner cleaning, remember? Right. right. I didn't realize you just threw them in a machine with well, some Tide. I, I, I wonder if, 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 if you still do because um, Lee's book, Tall Men, Short Shorts, is about um, uh, Celtics of the, uh, in the NBA of the, of the late 60s. Uh, kind of a glorious era for the Celtics, obviously. And finally, Rebecca. Finally. Finally. Dr. Gary Siegel, DGS. Hello, doctor. Hello, Hello. Who's, doctor. Whose who's signature phrase was that? Hello, doctor. That was like a, a Lindsay, Lindsay, um, uh, not Lindsay Graham. I'm, I'm um, not Lindsay Graham. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm uh, Lindsay Nelson. Of course, I'm, I'm 
but I don't know that he was hello doctor, but somebody oh somebody like Red Barber, maybe some old time announcer, I think said hello doctor. If so, uh that has to be our introduction for Dr. Siegel from from, from, from now on. From this point forward. I'm sorry. Red Barber, the great Brooklyn Dodgers announcer Red Barber was was uh O Doctor. Uh, okay. Oh, doctor. Hello, doctor, I now see is, is some kind of a medical app <laughs> for booking appointments. Okay. So let's get to uh, hello, doctor, uh, or oh, doctor, Dr. Gary Siegel, with his Southern Correspondence Report. Dear Rebecca and Steve, I'm afraid I don't have a lot of power in the cleanup spot today, but I'll do my best with this week's report. Enumerated, Rebecca, as always. One, thanks to our West Coast listener and sailor who corrected and encouraged me to use the better bow. I'm getting better at it, but here's a secret. I used the, I used the normal surgical knots that are standard this past weekend when doing a cesarean section. Result, one healthy boy and separately one regular delivery resulted in a girl. So, Dr. Siegel, not yet using the better bow when tying surgical knots. <laughs> I wonder if if anyone has tried it in in the medical profession to see if it is better or not. I don't know, but I just like that that our our volunteer viewers are are possibly um, creating innovations in 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 medicine. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm impressed and so proud of Steve for having changed a tire T Y R E on his car, although it's potentially detrimental to drive around once the tire pressure light is on. However, I know that Steve had children to schlep, etc., so my hat is off to him. I would only say this, Dr. Siegel, it is potentially more detrimental to stop wherever one may be when the tire pressure light goes on. Am I right, Rebecca? Around here, yes. yes. It could be unsafe to stop well, in I think a lot of most places. places. At, at many places at night uh, on a highway, it's not a great idea. Well, but here, too, either the roads are narrow. That's what so I mean, yeah. yeah. Three, Sally Kellerman, better... By the way, well, never mind, I... I there were there were many tales of uh, fender benders and and um, new driver experiences at at our daughter's graduation party. Yes, yes. And uh, it made me even more uh, leery of of um, stopping on a dark road at night when people um, don't necessarily know that you're there. Three, Sally Kellerman, better known as Hot Lips Houlihan in the seventy movie Mash, was a guest star in the third episode of Star Trek that aired on September twenty second, nineteen sixty six. Rebecca. Hot Lips Houlihan from the movie MASH, not not Loretta Swit from the TV series MASH, right. but Sally Kellerman, also uh, who played Roddy Dangerfield's uh, uh, love interest in, in Back, Back to, to School. school. Yeah. Same person. Ge- same person. Guest starred on uh, the third episode of Star Trek that aired on that aired in the first half hour of my of my life on September twenty second, nineteen sixty six. On, I believe, the NBC Television Network. That's 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 good trivia, Doctor Siegel. Four at qualifying for the Indianapolis 500, Frenchman Roman Grosjean in uh, in boldface type, who now lives in Miami, qualified ninth. Alert viewers recall his amazing escape and rescue from a fiery Formula One crash in Bahrain, 2020, uh, the culmination of a season of um, Drive to Survive on Netflix. By the way, Rebecca. Five in Formula One news: the old adage applies: to finish first, first you must finish. In Barcelona, Monegasque. 
Charles Leclerc sped away from pole in the Ferrari, but had a powerful unit failure early in the race. Nothing worse than a, a powerful, a power unit failure early yes, in the first race. Don't ever want a unit failure. No, no. Uh, leaving Max Verstappen to lead to a Red Bull Racing one to lead to a Red Bull Racing one to finish, with there being a bit of controversy in that Sergio Perez, the de facto number two driver at Red Bull, might have won the race were it not for the team's strategic decisions. Next up is the home race for Leclerc. The glamorous Monaco Grand Prix. That's what I think of classically as Formula One racing. Those 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 beautiful cars uh, uh, serpentining through the streets of of Monte Carlo, Rebecca. Mm. Uh, six. The car elevator at the WNBA game sounds pretty cool, even if the elevator doesn't seem doesn't see too many minivans. Uh, it was it was really cool. The car elevator. Yeah, the car elevator. It, 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 it was it that Carvana commercial where they have like the the car. Uh, vending machine i don't know it is uh seven siegel family beach week including the children and grandchildren is coming up during the second week of june it's it's an annual ritual rebecca of summer like shark week on discovery siegel channel family beach week siegel family beach week. sfbw yeah. sfbw uh, it's like south by southwest but this is sfbw mm-hmm. uh it's coming up during the second week of June as we meet at Watercolor on the Gulf of Mexico. The pandemic canceled the 2020 plan trip, and in 2021, we couldn't find a place to stay. But Mrs. DGS will be on top of this for 2023 and beyond, no doubt, booking on Delta. Or just Mrs. Siegel book on Southwest. I can't remember which. which uh, I think she's partial to Southwest. She's partial to Southwest. A, finally, one afternoon at LA Fitness, the gym to which I belong, I notice a young girl, likely in her teens, sitting on the sidelines of the basketball court which is typically occupied by men in their teens, 20s, and 30s. The court wasn't crowded and no games were being played. She finished a box of Yoo-Hoo chocolate drink and then commenced shooting baskets with a young man. I could only think of how brave she was to be there. Now she must have had a good coach like Rebecca to give her the guidance and wherewithal to go to the gym to practice. Practice How old did he say she was? In her teens, uh, possibly um, uh, likely in her teens. In the Atlanta area, that's a hotbed for... uh Girls and women's basketball. Oh, then you can say that was a hotbed for for a Yoo-Hoo chocolate drink. <laughs> it could be that too, but certainly for for women's basketball. With warmest regards, Gary. With two R's, Gary. Uh, thank you as always, Rebecca. Uh, anything else to add? I think we've said it all. I think we've said too much. Well, we've always said too much, but uh, and and yet somehow also said nothing at all. I should add that my my oldest brother and his wife. We're driving, uh, I think, like 12 hours a day from yeah. Florida to Chicago this week. And, and my sister, our sister-in-law was uh, sending us uh, questions about the podcast. These the are content st- of the podcast. These are stealth, stealth, um, stealth viewers who would never write in nor ever even acknowledge having listened. But we're listening now uh, and asking questions about whether I'd returned the toaster oven and, and things of that nature. And I, I told her, if your marriage can survive just the two of you in a car for 20 hours with nothing to do but listen to our podcast, it, it can, can survive, survive anything. anything. And then it occurred to me that you and I both work from the home and live our podcast. Right. And, and that seems to be an even more... Uh, claustrophobia inducing phenomenon. A laborious laborious journey, yes. My marriage to Steve Russian. Yes, laborious. The laborious journey. Not not the amazing race, not the uh, incredible, uh, the the laborious journey. Yes, the laborious journey. On that note. My marriage to Steve Russian. (laughs) Thank you to our producer, Denny Gallagher. 
Tom Dick Hari. <laughs> Please end our Please laborious journey. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pad live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and ambiguous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.